I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? Well, like everything that Keltec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun, and the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K E L. TECweapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. No so, question. So there's about a it. lot of major things we've done, but what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is. Uh, um, let me say it another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we haven't been able to communicate. But it look how life. the press has changed. Mm-hmm. Look how the press is. It has changed. Oh, listen, it's, it's, I, I get it. I know you get you overstand it. Yeah. You don't just understand it. You overstand it. <laughs> but here's the deal. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a um, even with, with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, they have to get the number of clicks on on the on nightly news. Mm-hmm. So instead of asking a question anyway, it just everything gets gets sensationalized in ways that, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look. I'm going to take a break, and then we'll talk a little bit more. I don't, if you don't mind. You. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have some of those commercials. I, I, I we have some play. biracial commercials. Oh, my gosh. I still don't understand. And by the way, the reason that he said the biracial, and that, welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Make sure you sign up for my newsletter, chapter and verse. Also, check out my op-ed addressing Matthew McConaughey's gun control push. It came out this morning in Newsweek. So the audio, where's this at? So we have like a thousand cuts. 14. 14. This is what, no, the, yeah, this is what he was, excuse me, referring to. I don't understand what this means either. This, this was from Biden's Kimmel appearance last night. Listen. No, I'm serious. You turn on the TV, look at the ads. When's the last time you saw biracial couples on TV? When's the last time you saw the way, I mean, People are selling products. They do ads to sell products. And they sell products when people, they appeal to people. This generation is going to change everything. We just got to make sure we don't give up. What the hell am I hearing? So first he's saying there's no biracial anything on top. What? And then he says a, a quick primer on how advertising works. And then the next generation something or other. Did I miss something? Steve, please, can I read what you just put in Slack? Because it's so funny. Or you can say it. Just say it. No, I was like, I was watching baseball and legit saw a biracial couple on a commercial. Yeah. It happens like every day. Is that weird to him? He doesn't see it, I guess. I mean, we have biracial couples in my family. Is that, how is that weird to him? I don't understand it. What gets? I don't get it. Why? Is that honestly... I feel like he slipped a little bit there and I think he was trying like he almost it feels like he almost said something else and then he said that right in a way 
I think he said something. If I remember correctly, I have to look it up. But I think he said something like that in the nineties. Now, in yeah, the, in the nineties or in you the know early, when he was a big racist in the early aughts, there maybe there weren't that many. Bi- but today, you see it all the time. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't even know what that means. Um, his and I watched uh, a whole. I didn't watch his. His. I don't watch Jimmy Kimmel. I don't really watch a lot of television. Um, I've been watching The Offer, uh, Stranger Things. I'm waiting for the other part of the latest JoJo Stone Ocean to drop, which is supposed to be in July. No, July or September, I think. So, and I'm waiting for The Terminalist. My friend Jack Carr, who wrote that book and the series of books, it is now a new series on Amazon starring Chris Pratt. He's going to join us tomorrow. So I'm going to be watching that. I don't watch late night television. I have not watched late night television since Conan O'Brien left, what was it, NBC, CBS? Yeah. yeah, and then he went on whatever he went on, the stream, whatever, I don't remember. I, I haven't really watched it since then. And I, I liked, when I was a kid, I liked Jay Leno. And I always thought that, I thought young Dave Letterman was mean, and now he does the thing where he seems kind of nice. Um, the Dave Letterman interview or whatever, he goes and interviews these celebrities. He did one with Robert Downey Jr., which was hysterical. I did not know Robert Downey Jr. I know I'm getting off track here, but I did not know he legit had a farm in the middle of Malibu. And it is hysterical to watch him interact with his own animals. The llamas and the pigs. I don't know what kind of pigs they are. I've never seen, like, I just know regular pigs. Like, our family has pigs, okay? They had, like, the their foreheads were fat and they hung over their noses. Google Robert Downey Jr.'s pigs. I know that's weird. I'm telling Kane to do this because I don't know what kind they are. They look, they did appear to be tastier to me. I look at animals and I'm like, how are you going to fit on two slices of bread? And I, you can tell me what kind of, but their, their faces looked like buttons. I don't know how else to describe this. It's weird. They were like quilted. I, they were, they look like a Chesterfield sofa. I don't know how to describe their faces. They're weird. You know what I mean? Uh, no, those aren't the right. They're the those are the regular looking pigs. He has all these weird pigs that have goofy faces. I and and letter and he couldn't tell Letterman what kind they were, and I was dying. I was laughing so hard. All right, so wait, and we also had someone we were talking about this um, Joe Biden appearing on Jimmy Kimmel. Rains aloud. Who listens? Made a good point. Didn't we have biracial couples on the Jeffersons? I think yeah. that when were the Jeffersons on? Seventies and eighties. I think I kind of remember them being on. But I don't remember anything being... I, I just... To me, that's not a weird thing. I don't know why he said that. And then they're like, okay, we got to go to commercial. I mean, we just came back for commercial, but we got to go to commercial again because he's just talking. It's not... It's bad. Bad. It's so bad. From scrape knees to heartbreaks, dad was always there to comfort you. Return the favor with a gift of true comfort. Brand new Tommy John underwear. Dads agree when you wear Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable so you can do everything better. And because Tommy John moves with you and keeps you cool thanks to their breathable lightweight fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands, that's why Tommy John doesn't have customers, they have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, dads everywhere love Tommy John underwear. And while you're giving dad the gift 
gift of comfort, don't forget yourself. Grab a Tommy John cool cotton bra or bralette to stay cool all summer long. I love wearing my Tommy John joggers because of how soft they are. You should get Tommy John too. Plus, there's no risk because everything's covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. This Father's Day, shop TommyJohn.com Dana for up to $30 off site-wide plus free shipping. Now through June 15th, get up to $30 off site-wide plus free shipping at TommyJohn.com Dana. TommyJohn.com Dana. See site for details. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. A 28-year-old American tourist caused $25,000 worth of damage after she threw her electric scooter down the 18th century Spanish steps in Rome, and she's banned for life. They were, her and her, I guess, friend were driving their little e-scooters on the Heritage site, and it was 3.45 a.m., and she threw the scooter down the steps. She and her male companion were fined $430 each, banned from the site. And it just went, underwent, uh, a jewelry company paid for $1.5 million restoration. So they said, yeah, it's going to cost $26,000 to repair the marble stairway. I know. And she, like, th- I don't understand why she just threw them. And she's on camera doing it. And she just, like, it's like she has a tantrum and she just throws it. So can you just, like, not... Can people not? Just, like, don't be trashy. Stop it. Two more big-name golfers joined the Saudi tour. Good grief. Bryson, I don't know anything about golf. Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed are signing up with the Saudi-funded Saudi-funded Live Golf Invitational Series. The PGA didn't grant release for its players to compete outside London. Some of them have resigned their memberships because they're paying them, like, a million dollars. Yeah, PGA banned them. They, they're they getting, what is it, Steve? They're getting paid, like, over a million dollars to do this? Oh, way more than that. PGA was not putting up with it. Wow, wow. I mean, if they want to sell out and go play with Saud, the Saudis, you know, bye. Bye. Maybe, you know, the, you'll have to wait a long time for you to come back in the country. I don't know. I just think that's just lame. Uh, there were a couple of people. Who, there were a couple of golfers. Tiger Woods was one of them who said, yeah, I ain't doing this. Not going to do it at all. It's a, Exactly. So raising a middle class child is going to cost you $286,000, according to USDA data. Raising kids is expensive. They said more than 12 and a half million kids in the U.S. live in poverty. Even middle class families are struggling to pay for everyday expenses now because Joe Biden made great economic decisions. You're just paying more because the stuff's bougier. That's all. USDA published a report using data from 2015 estimating the expenses of child rearing have now gone from 233000 to 286000 That's crazy. And child care costs have outpaced inflation. Which is kind of wild, but they have. That's boy, isn't that? What this is wild, isn't it? Good heavens. Uh, Tim Burton is mad. He unloaded on the Batman franchise. He spoke uh, with Empire, uh, gave an interview about the newest Batman, and of course, that isn't it the Robert Pattinson one or whatever. And he said Burton does not seem happy. He goes, it seems. It's, he goes, it's funny to see this now because all these memories come back of it's too dark. And he goes, now they went the other way. And he said, uh, "The fun." He goes, uh, "Hold on a second here. You complain about me and say I'm too weird and I'm too dark, and then you put nipples on the costume. Go redacted yourself, seriously." So yeah, I think that's why I didn't end up doing a third film. He said that was his direct quote. I do think that's actual. That's true. It's true. And AI never gets better. 
The worst AI ever apparently is making unspeakably horrible racist posts and trolling online. A trained the stupid thing on 3 million threads from 4chan. What did you think was going to happen when you did that? This seems like the stupidest thing to do, but it's the IRS. The IRS is coming for your Venmo income. Entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and small business owners who use services like Venmo and PayPal and eBay and Airbnb are about to find their digital payments facing even more secure for more scrutiny. It is the era of the 1099K. So if you are because if you have your tax form, you're disclosing your transactions. Used to, I mean, it used to be it was any anybody that had less than twenty thousand in total payments did not get a ten ninety nine k, and so you could avoid paying taxes on money that you earned through PayPal, Venmo, etc. But now, and it's been this way since January first. Thanks, Biden. Those companies are now required to report all payments of more than six hundred dollars directly to the IRS. So that means even if you periodically, even if you're just, say you're like going through your closet and you're getting rid of clothes that don't fit you anymore and you decide to sell it on eBay, you get a 1099K when you exceed sales, when your quote unquote income from that goes over $600, you're going to, yeah, the IRS is coming for you. But that's my already taxed income that I bought that with. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Hey, people voted for more taxes. That's what this is. So Biden's this is and this this was specifically from Democrats. Biden talked about it. Remember the very first quote unquote state of the union. He was saying he mentioned this and everyone was like, no, 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 it's not going to go after middle class people. It's not going to. That's silly to say that's going to go after. I remember I it was like a media matters thing. They hit me and said, oh, no, this is uh, people lying about this include right wing radio host Dan Lash. Dan Lash is lying about, but I wasn't. This is, I mean, this is exactly what we said it was. So if you, if you say you decide to, I don't know, like sell some sports equipment or gym equipment or whatever, you sell anything and through any of these services, if you get 600 more or plus, that has, you got to do the 1099K and you got to report it to the IRS and you're going to be taxed. Yeah. So there are people who, sell things on you know like little little stuff on facebook marketplace or ebay and they get in you know like fifteen thousand dollars a year they interviewed one digital marketplace proprietor who said that she spends her weekends going to these flea markets and estate sales storage unit auctions to find stuff you know and then she uh she sells it and says that she was earning like 15000 a year. But see, none of those entities, like the Facebook Marketplace and eBay, none of them said anything to the IRS and neither did she. But now that is all considered, if she sells something, like if she sells, you know, a pair of pants and uh, maybe like some of the clothes that she doesn't like anymore and say she sells it and it's 100 bucks, well, that's considered new taxable income. And the only way that you can get out of paying tax on it is if you prove with original receipts to the IRS that you're selling it at a loss. So that means if you sell anything out of your house, if you're doing any kind of yard sale, you're doing anything where you are using at all any one of those services or any services like them, then that's considered taxable income. And remember, they wanted to hire all these new agents too. They wanted to hire all of these new agents 
so they could go and shape people down. I think actually the phrase that I had used that they took issue with when they were saying that I was lying is that uh, I, that they were going to uh, ba- basically shake pe- turn people upside down, shake the change out of their pockets. That's what they're doing. That is what this is. How is that not what this is? I mean, I, I'm... Look, the uh, Wall Street Journal just a few days ago put out a story that the individual income tax payments are on pace to reach record levels. We're talking mm-hmm. $2.6 trillion collected by the federal government yep. ending fiscal year September 30th. We're not undertaxed. No, there were, they overspend. This is why every single business leader that was surveyed in a new poll says a recession is coming. American executives, according to a new CNBC piece, they say a recession is going to hit the first half of 2023. Yay. Merry Christmas. (laughs) They said it's going to hit the first half of 2023. The Dow is headed lower. So they are, they're sounding, they've been sounding the alarm. It was a CNBC survey of chief financial officers. The U.S. economy shrank at 1.5% annualized rate in the first quarter of 2022 with two consecutive quarters of negative growth constituting recession territory. So the CFO Council survey, they're, they're pretty pessimistic. 68% of them surveyed said that they do believe a recession is going to occur in the first half of 2023. Now, this coincides with a lot of what some of these economic forecasters have been saying. They said there's no CFO forecast no CFO forecast a recession any later than the second half of next year. And they think that there is no way that the economy will avoid it. 22 of them were surveyed. And more than 40% of them think that inflation, which is at a four-decade high, 40-year high of 8.3%, that's one of the main external risk factors, says the CNBC piece, for their business. 23% point, point to the Federal Reserve policy. And... Here you have the, what is it, the Fed the hiked their rates by half a point last month, largest increase since May of 2000. So yeah, we are absolutely rolling towards that. And they, and they look at the C-suite at top corporations and organizations. And they had 22 CFOs that they surveyed for this. That's pretty, that's, yeah. People are getting, getting a little nervous. And I, I get it. And then you have all this stuff. The IRS come for your Venmo, your PayPal, your Facebook Marketplace. Golly, this—I mean, it's—it's it, it's ridiculous. I mean that—I I mean, that they are selling it as taxable income, even if it's like a one-off. It's your taxable income. Isn't that crazy? <sighs> yeah, this is what happens exactly when Democrats are in charge. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> It's time for Florida Man. A Florida man grabs his wife's car to chase carjackers. I don't want to lose him, he says. The man also said that the suspect stole his phone, wallet, and keys. A Florida man grabbed his wife's car, chased three armed suspects, accused of stealing his vehicle. Okay, you are not encouraged to do this, just FYI. He, and y'all, it was a Dodge Caravan. It was a damn minivan that this happened in. A minivan. So he's driving a minivan. Edgar Diaz parked in the in a parking lot in Orlando. He was approached by three armed suspects. They they were 14, 16, and 18. And so uh, he said that they all had pistols. And he didn't want to wait for authority. So he hopped in his wife's car and chased after the carjackers. And he said, I'm running behind him. He was on the phone with the dispatcher. He goes, I'm driving too fast. I'm doing it because I don't want to lose him. 
And the wife obviously was terrified. Police managed to catch up and arrest them. And they were charged with all kinds of stuff. Grand theft, carjacking, carjacking with a firearm is an entirely separate charge from illegal possession and also grand theft. And carjacking. Like there's like you can get hit with carjacking and carjacking with a firearm. I did not know that. That's very interesting. Uh, they they don't have any other details, so they're going to be in major trouble. But dude, like he literally helped run them down. And a Florida man was released from jail. Next day, robs a bank, spent eight years in prison, and then literally the next day, the 59 year old robbed another bank. So unheard of. I mean, I just have no words timothy paul jones one day it was the truest bank that he robbed and he carjacked a toyota camry to do it this is all in orlando the orange county sheriff's office is still looking for him that's crazy how do you get away like how does you how do you rob a bank and get away with it he's still on the run what how does that happen so the next day he gets out. Sometimes, I mean, he seemed a real intent to, so I don't know, he may not ever get out now. Who knows? Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. China is on a mission to destroy the United States and our government refuses to see it or do anything about it. I'm Sarah Carter on the latest Sarah Carter Show. Washington Times China expert Bill Gertz joins me to explain how China is poised to weaken and cripple our nation from its endless military ambitions to its irregular warfare of pumping fentanyl into the United States. Join us. Follow the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.